I'm Sam Dingman. And I'm Mac Montandon. And on our new podcast, The Rumor, we're trying to figure out if the Orioles faked a power outage in 1997. The answer involves Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr., Hollywood Hall of Famer Kevin Costner, and a renegade cop who goes by Mad Dog. We're going to try to unravel this mystery before this mystery unravels us. Listen to The Rumor on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by WinBet. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. And that's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay, his over there in the six. What's going on, my dog? Jay, I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm ready to talk about these Pelicans. And it's it's a team that everybody's expecting big things from, but we've been waiting for years, I feel like, especially Zion, you know, what's going to happen with them. So I'm excited to talk about these guys and see what they got, what they got in store this next season. Man, Jay, this very definitely a very exciting team. Uh, I, we just both of us and you know, all of us can't wait for the Pelicans uh, season and just to see what Brandon Ingram, uh, Zion, now that Lonzo left, what are they going to look like, man? Just a whole lot of stuff to get into, man. So really excited to do that uh, for all the fans, man. Uh, you guys, if you guys, before we get into the video, man, make sure you guys don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, man. And if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rank our podcast, man. Just five-star ranking, man. Give us a five-star. Leave us a nice little comment. Let him know about Jay Hizzle, man. Let him know that you love Jay Hizzle. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. Yeah, and, and y'all, and, and for y'all on YouTube, a lot of y'all watch and we really appreciate the views and everything. But if you're watching and you don't subscribe to us, just subscribe real quick. Just Flip out of this video or just scroll down and, and subscribe because we love what we do and we want to bring you to guys the great content. And you'll be able to have turn on those post notifications as well and just see when we drop it. Exactly, Jay. See, Jay speaking facts this game, man. Jay, for real, yes, man. Sir. Y'all make sure you click that bell so y'all get a notification when we drop, man. But if all that's out the way, man, you know what, Jay? Today it's just me and you, Jay. It's just us for this one, sure. brother. <laughs> Let's do this, man. So we're going to talk about the Pelicans, Jay. So usually we would ask the uh, the interviewer, we would say, like, as as a Pelicans fan, are you content? But I'm a Lakers fan. You're a Warriors fan. Jay, as um, outsiders, you know, as outsiders, you know, we're very uh, a- NBA experts, but we're not a Pelicans expert. But as outsiders, do we feel that Pelic- the Pelicans fans were content with the way the year went? I think the easy answer is no, uh, for, for a variety of reasons. Obviously, you bring in Steve Van Gundy, a former co- coach who's been to the finals, been there, done that. And then you look down the roster, you got Lonzo, you got B.I., uh, you got Zion, the beast, who can do it on both ends of the floor. And then you got, you know, the young guys like Jackson Hayes, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Uh, Steven Adams, you bring in all these guys and, and with the expectations that you're at least making the play in game, which we obviously, you know, I th- believe they were the 10th, uh, 11th seed. So they're on the outside looking in. But anytime you got young talent like that, young scores, uh, they just really couldn't get it done. Uh, and, and, I, and it's to the point where I think the guys, St- Steve Van Gundy, it was a sense, Jay, that I think he just lost his juice. Uh, he lost his juice and he doesn't relate to that younger generation 
And I think that's just the whole time, you know, he lost that, he lost that locker room. And we find, we see that with a lot of younger teams that if they don't relate to the coach and they're not vibing and rocking with them, it's a recipe for disaster. And you see that around the league. You saw with the Indiana Pacers, uh, you know, with, with he, he lost the, he lost the, um, locker room there as well so I think this year they got a chance to do some to do some numbers you know they got Willie Green in there but with just in talking about last year nah they 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 wasn't rocking with the way the season if I'm a Pelicans fan man we got to make the at least make the playoffs to get young get that experience for those young guys even if we're one and done and out in the first round or out in the first game of the playing game Thanks, Jay, man. You, you, I couldn't have put it any better, Jay. Like with a roster like that, man, when you got a scorer like B.I., uh, a facilitator like Lonzo, a great talent in, in, in Zion. And don't forget, like, you know, the, the, the role players in Josh Hart, J.J. Reddick, James Johnson, like just so much better than so much better than an 11 seed, Jay. So I, I couldn't have put it any better, man. They definitely a disappointing season. But Jay, I want to talk to you about that. I, I want to talk to you about, um, really like what 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 we feel what we feel like went wrong you know I know you talked a little bit about the co- the, the coaching but what, what what else like you know for me I know I, I'll, I'll lead it off real quick so for me I think that what what was wrong besides the coaching was the fact that we didn't really know who was the guy is it Zion is it BI who is it you never really know every time I watched the Pelicans Every time down court, it was either Zion come to the post, the double team comes, and then figure it, just get, get a shot. Or B.I. comes down court, runs a pick and roll, and that's it. It's not team basketball, man. It's just, it, it, so, to me, I think that they also didn't know their roles. They were also out there just hooping, man. So, but if if there's anything else, Jay, what besides coaching it was a reason that a great team like that falls to the 11th seed? Uh, it was just like you mentioned. It was that continuity that they really lacked. It was a lot of one-on-one, that hero ball, and we've seen that with a lot of teams. That sh- that shit don't work. Like you gotta have you gotta have a reliable awesome offense and and a system that you run. But that it all relates back to Steve Gundy, Steve Van Gundy, like you like you mentioned. It was never really a clear. Oh, that's my guy. Uh, this is what I want to do, and I never really saw in that backcourt with Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo. Lonzo's more of a facilitator and Eric Bledsoe was playing the one. So he was playing, you know, that hybrid, that combo too, which I don't feel like he was comfortable in that position. So it made, it made the offense even more, you know, stagnant and lacked that flow because he was playing off ball and looking just a catch and shoot kind of player. And I don't feel like Lonzo was, was, you know, that was, that's his best role. He's best when he's pushing, in transition he's making play, plays and getting other guys involved and that's what a lot we're going to see with uh, Chicago and he's going to that's where he's going to flourish ultimately in my mind when I look at the way their roster is built and it wasn't the same in New Orleans plus the system the continuity like I said so all those things were lacking and it was just like you mentioned man it was stagnant Jay and it really you can't win like that when you don't have number one a reliable first option you can go to every time and then the stagnant offense where you're just looking, you don't know where buckets are going to come from. Plus they lack shooting as well. Uh, They're one of the worst uh, three point shooting teams in the league last year. And so you just can't win basketball games like that. 
Man, Jay, you you just you just summed up their season, Jay, for real, man. So so let, then let's let's keep it pushing it and let's talk about the offseason, man. You know they they had some uh, some offseason additions. They were able to bring in that boy Devontae Graham. <laughs> They're able to bring in Jonas Valanciunas, Garrett Temple, and Thomas Sadaransky. So Jay, off the top of your head, which of these players are you are you know with you knowing the roster? Are you like, man, I think that this is going to be a great fit. I'm excited to see him in the Pelicans uniform. Well, just like I mentioned, Jay, they needed three-point shooting, and who did they go out and add? Devontae Graham, a sniper, a bucket, who was, you know, he was a low, he was a low pick. Like no one expected that high of ceiling and the work he put in in Charlotte. But I think he's a great, great addition uh, to the to that backcourt. And and uh, and Sadaransky, obviously, he's going to be a good rotation guard. But then I look at that big man they brought in, Jonas Valanciunas. Man, man, oh man, he's just the he's just kind of the option and, and kind of player that I think they needed. Obviously, I believe Jackson Hayes is going to be, you know, he's a improving young player as well. And for him to get be working hand in hand and going at it, practice with Jonas Valanciunas, it's going to push him to get that much better. But no, I think Valanciunas is definitely in a role to succeed when he's not the one or two option. Like maybe in Memphis, I could have you could have said he was the one or two option. But now that he's the two or three um, offense offensive option there, I think it's going to be wonders, wonders after B.I. and Zion, obviously. But I look at those two additions and I think, man, it puts them in a position to be successful. Uh, just like you added a shooter, you added a post threat, another offensive weapon for the Pelicans. So I think I think uh, it's, it's looking up with those two additions. And then obviously they re-signed Josh Hart. And that was a big question mark. Um, what would they get him to 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 come back? Um, and I think we know what he does. He's a three and D um, very, very good re- rebounder. One of the best rebounders at his position as well. But how are you feeling about their addition? What, what stood out to you, Jeff? Well, to, to me, the number one thing that stood out was the Jonas Valanciunas uh, trade, you know, because they them doing that with that what that really showed me is that they're serious. They're showing Zion, hey, we're serious about this playoff push and we're trying to get it now because, you know, we, when, when we did the uh, the Grizzlies, because the, the it was the Grizzlies and Pelicans, when we did the Grizzlies episode, all the fans, you guys go check that out. It was a great episode with Joe Mullinax. Sure. Make sure you guys go check that out. But when we did that episode, you know, Joe, um, Joe mentioned that he that he believes that the Grizzlies Grizzlies making the, the Grizzlies making this move puts the uh, sorry the the Pelicans making this move puts them in the let's win playoff now mode and I and, I, and that's the number one thing I like you know um couple a couple of years ago when the Bucks got 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 Drew Holiday I remember I was I was going back and forth with 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 one of my friends and he was like man uh, I don't know if that I don't know if that's a great pickup I don't know you overpaid him but then I I told him I was like man you paid Drew Holiday for what he brings but you also paid Drew Holiday so Giannis can stay. You know, and that's the same way I feel in this in this Zion situation. I'm not saying Jonas Valanciunas is Drew Holiday, but I'm saying that that at least shows Zion, hey, we're serious about winning, and this is and this is what we're doing. And Zion is a generational talent, man. So I, I definitely am excited to see uh, Jonas Valanciunas and what what he brings to the team because I'm definitely expecting a lot more than what Stephen Adams is bringing. But um, but Jay, so you know, we talk about some of the offseason additions. So let's talk about some of the losses that they had, man. Because you know, they definitely had some some notable ones that uh, you mentioned. You know, like they lost they lost Zoe, uh, they lost Stephen Adams, like I already mentioned. They lost James Johnson. So uh, I I I have here, Jay, like who I I have here because you know we we were gonna we were gonna do the interview with Dave, man, but then you know things didn't fall through. Uh, so I have here 
who will you miss most? So Jay, uh, you, I know, you know, each one of those players individually. So who do you think is going to, is going to be like, leave the biggest gap in the Pelicans roster now that, uh, that they're not there. I think definitely it's got to be Lonzo. Uh, he, he was the guy who at the one, and we saw it towards the end of the season, he started to flourish when he was just the one and Eric Bledsoe missed some games there. And he, he, he improved his shooting. He improved his free throw percentage. Uh, we saw him getting that confidence that we've always been waiting on. And I think he, he he's just, the guy that who's going to be a star apparently like I honestly see him being a star in, in Chicago. Uh, we've seen it later on in, in careers with some players like Zach, Zach Levine last year at 25 made his first all-star game. And I think that's going to be similar for, for Alonzo, especially now in the East. So that's a big loss. Anytime you lose a, you know, a all-star caliber player. And then Steven Adams, I think you, you, it's a definite upgrade with Jonas Valanciunas, um, he, he's clearly the better player there. But I, I think in terms of their overall roster makeup, what they lost, they gained more. You know, James Johnson, obviously he's a big loss in terms of he's a, a defender, a three and D, he can score. But but you're getting a lot in Devontae Graham at that, at that one, and then you're getting a star or, you know, just below on that second level tier of centers in the league who can go toe to toe with the, you know, we talk about the, we talk about the Jokic's, we talk about the MB all the time. That's one of the questions you'd be asking our guests. And I think Jonas Valanciunas could at least hold his own. Uh, he's an offense. He could be a defensive liability at times. You know, we've seen, I, in particular, I look back to when they played the Warriors, the guy couldn't stay on the floor. Uh, he reaches a lot, gets some some silly fouls sometimes, but I think he's a, a big addition on the offensive end, and he can he can hold his own defensively at times unless they get him on that switch. He 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 don't have that lateral quickness, but no, I think for the most part they gain more than they lost. But the Lonzo loss for me is the glaring um, glaring loss at that one position. Okay, so so that was that's exactly my, that was exactly my next question. I was gonna say, you know, we we just talked about their additions. We talk about who they lost to you, Jay Hill. Their roster improved, so you you're 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 on that. You're on par with that. Yeah, no, I think they definitely improved their roster. Okay, yeah, I I I would have to go with they with they improved it because you know, like I said earlier, they now made the push with man, we're trying to win now and. You got you got to be in win now mode when you got players like Bi and uh, and Zoe, man. But all right, Jay. So Jay, you know, usually when when we have the guests, this is the, this is the time where you take over and go crazy with the clutch talk timeout, Jay. So you want to run now? Or what, what you want to do, Jay? Yeah, no. Let's let's do the clutch talk timeout. And and Jay, this is big too because what we what we were talking about earlier, we don't know who last year. We don't know who their number one option was. Was it Zoe? Was it Zion? Was it Zoe? Was it B.I.? And that's my question to you. Who, who's number one for you? Because obviously at this point in his career, Zion, for, uh, from a three-point standpoint, if we're, we need a three, we're down two. I'm not relying on, uh, I'm not relying on Zion, Lonzo. Or sorry, I'm not relying on Zion to get me a three. I'm not B.I., you know, he's a mid-range shooter. He was one of their better shooters from the three-point line last year. But, but who are you going to in that, in that clutch time, man? Who, who, who's... 
who's your clutch talk performer? Who you got, Jay? Man, I like that, Jay. <laughs> I like that. Man, so my my pick out of the Pelicans, man, would definitely be Brandon Ingram because he is just an all-around great scorer, man. I mean, we know we know his length. We know how long he is. He can get to the hoop. He can shoot. Not the greatest, not the greatest shooter, but out of all those, out of all the players that we have on the Pelicans, I think that if you just need a bucket, just give me a, a bucket off the dribble. I definitely would have to go with Brandon Ingram because, like how you mentioned, Jay, I don't know if Zion really has those skills yet, or if he even has the quickness to take somebody off the dribble and get to the hoop. But what about you, Jay? Who, who would you go with? I'm gonna go with the player who's available more. And and Jay, what do we say? The best type of ability is availability. Yes, sir, my and brother. Jay. We've seen proven time and time again, actually even right now, that Zion isn't always available. So I want to have a player down the stretch who I can rely on. And even though B.I.'s got has his injury history, I would rely on B.I. more than I could rely on Zion right now. At this point in his career, and this is not, nothing to take away from Zion. He's a great player. But Z- B.I. is also going to get me a bucket at three levels. Uh, we've seen him improving his finishing around the basket as he's gotten a little bigger, you know, put on meet some meat on those bones as well. Um, so, yeah, I just got to go with B.I. as well. He's an offensive creator. He like the mini KD. I've always said that. We always see those comparisons as well. But, no, nah, I'm going with B.I. But maybe the only way, maybe Zion, if I need a bucket, we're down like one, need someone to get in the lane, create something, maybe I'm going with Zion. But I'm not I'm not staying on that fence. You know, I'm hopping off. I got B.I. in the clutch talk time. Man, I mean, come on. I mean, if we did, if anyone didn't have B.I., it'll be it'll be a problem, man. But hey, Jay, I I need to to talk to you about something, Jay. So the other day I got a little notification on my phone that Zion Zion this summer had broke his foot and had foot surgery. So, you know, to anybody else. I don't know if that's the biggest deal in the world. It is what it is. You rehab, you'll come right back. But to Zion, a man that's 287 pounds, does that concern you, man? Just that constant jumping up and down, jumping up and down, running up and down. And I, he's a heavy set guy. I mean, I know you've seen that picture of him walking off the podium. <laughs> does that concern you, Jay? Jay, absolutely. It concerns me. You know, Zion is a great player, and I think he can do big things in the league. We've all seen the potential. We've all seen the flashes. But he's not available at this point. He's never played a full season in his career. Uh, there's always been, even since the start of his of, of his, rookie, his rookie campaign, he wasn't available until late in the season. Or you know, and and it, and it it worries me because, like you said, he's a big, big guy, and he relies on his his legs, his athleticism, and if he's gonna have all that weight and he's having you know issues with his foot. Uh, this was a fracture, recent, the most recent injury. I, I, it's a very big concern. And, and if I'm the Pelicans, I'm looking at his injury history as well. And I'm saying, do even long term, do we want to keep him or should we trade him? So I, honestly, this is what I'm, I'm looking at right now. And I, it's a big season for the Pelicans, not only for if, you know, Zion comes back, if he starts a season, we don't even know if he's going to be starting opening night. The, the reports are it's up in the air whether he comes back in time for the start of the season or not. And I think ultimately they're going to be very hesitant and patient to get him back on the floor for the right reasons. Obviously, he's their star player. They want to protect him. But I think it's a big season for the Pelicans, Jay, because this is a season where 
not only if they want to keep Zion, but if they say that his health is such a concern that long term, they don't know if they can build around him. I think by the trade deadline, if they're not in position or in the playoff hunt, at least they could be looking. Zion could be on the trade market. And I'll say it might be early, but that's just a that's just how I'm feeling. And the take if I'm the front office, I'm worried about long term. Can he hold up? And will he be relied on, right upon? So I, it's a concern for me. And I know it's something the front office is looking at right now and saying, hey, is he going to be our guy to build around or do we shift to B.I. who may be killing this season? I'm expecting him to Big take things. that next step as well. Yeah. De- but how are you feeling about Zion? De- definitely, man. Jay, I'll be real. Honestly, I'm very concerned about, about Zion's foot for all the reasons that you mentioned, his weight. And for uh, no, uh, another reason that it's just the fact that if Zion like cuts weight, you know, I'm not, it's not like he can't cut weight. If he got in the gym and cut weight, he wouldn't be the player that he is. You know, the part of the reason why he's so good is that because bully that bully ball, right? That bully ball, you come to the post, mm-hmm. you're going to have, you're going to have to bring the double. Then all I got to do is find my player. You know what I'm saying? But yep. Zion, if he, if he has to cut weight, so if for him to, um, you know, cater to his ankle, oh boy, I don't know if Zion yeah. is the number one pick anymore. Nah. But, but Jay, you, you know, you, you mentioned, you mentioned something that, uh, that led me right to my, to my next question for you, Jay. And, you know, you talked about, you don't know if Zion's going to be starting coming, coming opening night. And that's exactly what I want to talk to you about. You know, I want to talk about, uh, the starting lineup with you. Um, I mean, we, we, we would probably agree that, and tell me if you have any, any objections, right. But we would probably agree that, that, uh, Devonte Graham would be their, their, their starting guard. Um, yeah. my, the, the two spot now, now, now this is where we could debate a little bit. This is where we go back and forth. So I want to ask you, Jay, at the two spot, would you rather have Josh Hart or would you rather have Nikhil Alexander Walker Jr.? Man, I think just in terms of reliability, what you want from a starter, I'm always under the impression as a coach, you want that guy you can rely on as a starter, uh, to be efficient, make the right decisions. And then you can bring in that killer off the bench. And I'd rather have a, at a point where I'm having Josh Hart on the floor to begin the game uh, gives me, you know, five or six great minutes. Uh, and then you bring in Nikhil Alexander Walker, who could be that potential kind of six man of the year caliber player. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at with that, because, you know, you're going to defensively, you can rely on Josh Hart. You know, on ball, he's one of the, I would say, one of the better defenders in the league. Um, You know, at least aspiring to be. Uh, He's going to give you that effort defensively. You know what you can get out of him. At this point with Nikhil, he's a great, talented young player. Shout out Canada. Uh, But he, you know, Jay, but but I think for for Nikhil, we have to see more development. He showed great flashes, had a few 30-point games last year. But if he shows more flashes and reliability, to be a starter night to night, I could see him taking over that starting position at some point during the season. But to start opening night, if we're talking opening night, I'm going with Josh Hart to start the season. Okay. I, I And I really like that. I really like that way that you're looking at it, Jay, because from, you know, for me personally, when I was looking at it, I thought that it would actually be better to have Josh Hart coming off the bench only because, you know, to, to allow those role players to be uh, those younger guys in the role players to be with a, an older guy, you know, a more a more solidified, wouldn't say star, but a more solidified player in the NBA. Josh Hart knows his ways around, you know. So I I, 
I definitely uh, think to put Josh Hart on the bench, but I like I'd like the way you know you, you're looking at it by uh, by bringing in. Let's have my best players in the game and the most efficient players at the start of the game, and then bring my 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 Lou Wills, my spark plugs off the bench, and I, I like that. But to to keep going, what about with Brandon Ingram? You you have Brandon Ingram starting still, right? Yeah, but okay. but Jay, but going back going back to the Josh Hart, I feel this is where where I think that. If you start Josh Hart, you're allowing Nikhil to come off the bench and flourish with that second unit, be that maybe that one option, getting all the looks. Whereas if he's playing with B.I. and Zion, he's going to be taking that back seat and maybe not getting the opportunity to shine and get that experience, killing the second unit where he would have a chance to get the be the number one option on that second unit in the rotation. When he comes on, you know, at the end of the second, uh, at end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter and getting those killer minutes. Um, and, that's and, where I would rather have Josh Hart, who knows his role. He's hitting open shots. He's getting rebound. He's making those hustle plays with the first unit uh, as probably like the fourth option, fourth or fifth, probably the fifth option. Uh, if you look at that, that pecking order and we'll get into the rest of the starting lineup, but that's more to talk about Josh Hart. But yeah, BI obviously to answer your question. BI, yeah, we have yeah. to go BI. And then it comes it comes to the question of do we want do we want to start Zion? Do we want to run a, a four five of of Jonas Valanciunas and um, and J- and Jason Hayes or or so this is so this is where Definitely. I want to uh, so this is where I want to get into it with you, Jay. So how are you uh, feeling about that is Zion? Your starter is it is it Zion and Jan- and Jonas Valanciunas or how are you feeling? No, nah, I'm yeah, Zion and, and, and Jonas, because here's where I think about it. I, and that could be another situation if we see Jackson Hayes killing in, in the beginning of the season. He's, he takes over for, for Jonas, or they feel that that's a better option to have him coming off the bench. But to start the season, you're going with Zion and Jonas, your two best four and fives at those positions. Uh, so so I, that that's not really a question that Willie Green's. Uh, really going to have to ponder much, in my opinion, to start the season. Okay, yeah. So yeah, r- r- run that, run that Zion four or five, um, and and Giannis Valanciunas, man. I think that that that'll that that'll work out great, man. So all right, well, Jay. So um, you know, when we did the Grizzlies episode, uh, Junior asked, he asked Joe if we could go back, you know, and 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 look over Zion or Ja. Now, Jay, we're doing a Pelicans episode. And we under, I understand, you know, I know you get it too. They're two different players. But if you could go back to the draft to the draft night and you're the Pelicans, are you still taking Zion or are you going to maybe take Ja with what you've seen? That's a tough one. But Ja's shown flashes of, of being, you know, a great player. And I think he's closer to his, his prime and his ceiling. Uh, than than Zion, I think we we haven't we're tapping in, and we've never really seen a full, almost um, almost full season. Obviously, uh, Ja hurt his ankle at the beginning of towards the beginning of last season, so he wasn't healthy the whole season. But I mean, Zion is still yet to have a full season. Uh, we're seeing more, but we've seen the flashes of what he could be. I think right now, Ja is the and take this with a grain of salt. He's the better player or more solidified player of what we can do and what he can do in the league. I mean, he's taking his team to the playoffs. We can't say the same for Zion. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, if I'm the Pelicans, I'm still taking Zion number one. Uh, we still haven't seen what he can do healthy. Will he ever be healthy? That's, that's a good question as well. But at the time, 
we didn't know he was going to be like this. He was going to be unavailable this much. So I'm still, if I'm, ta- I'm going with a better, better player at that time. Uh, but it is what we know now. I'm still going with Zion. Um, and, and I know he- I didn't make the greatest case for it, but we haven't seen what he can do. But when we have seen what he can do, it's superior, just sheer size, pound for pound, ability to get to the rim, potentially even stretch out to the three. That's how I'm feeling right now. Zion, I would still go with. And Jay, we, we I mean, should I appreciate the honesty? Because, I mean, I know a lot of people would have came on here and lied and be like, no, I would have took Ja. But the crazy thing is, like, do we remember when Zion and that draft happened? Like, Zion was like Jesus Christ for a couple of days. Like, everyone was, like, mm-hmm. just all over him. Like, yeah, Zion's the next Michael Jordan and this and this and that. And, I mean, let, like, like let's, let's be real, guys. Like, people are saying this now because we see what Ja is doing. But we couldn't have expected this, man. So, I, I got to agree with you, Jay. Like, me or anybody else back then, unless you could see into the future, almost everyone would have said Zion Williamson, man. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, he was just an animal. I mean, we, we saw him at Duke just dominate, break break through with, like, multiple of his shoes. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. the shit is, yeah, the, the, I would definitely t- still take Zion back then. And you just got to keep it real, man, because I know the people are trying to cap. <laughs> yeah, Jay. And the crazy part is I feel like it's easier now on – October 6th, 2021. Obviously, you could say Ja is going to be the better. Ja has had the better career, maybe, if you want to say that right now. But you cap in if you think that, if you're saying, oh, I would have taken Zion over, uh, sorry, I would have taken Ja over Zion at that time. You're right, man. He was the second coming at that come point. Come on, man. And, come on. And man. he still could be. Let's not even, let's not even hold it, like, hold out like that. We haven't seen enough from Zion to say, oh, Jao should have been taken before him. And, and if you think that right now, it's, it's wrong. I'm, I'm here to say it. But uh, <laughs> well, we're here to tell you that you're lying. Yeah, we're here to tell you. If you want to debate me, you know, add me. You, you know where my ad is. You know where to find me. So, But I'm, I'm going us. with Zion still right now. Me too, Jay. Me too. All right, Jay. So then let's let's talk about the untouchables. You know, we always talk, we always touch this, touch on this with the um with the fans for the fan interview. But to you, Jay, is is there really any untouchables on this team? Right now, I would say it depends with 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 you know that, that's a that's a tough question and a weighted question because with the right return, anything's touchable. Honestly, with the right return right now, I would say maybe Zion is the only untouchable. But other than that, if you give me something returnable yeah david griffin's made it clear and we mentioned talked about this before that they want to win now and if you give me a piece for if you give me a trade asset and a player who can give me a get me to that level to where i'm winning now more so than bi Devonte graham jonas valanchunas i'm willing to hear hear those offers and that's just how i'm feeling but I would say Zion is untouchable right now, uh, just, to, just to the extent that we haven't seen enough, and I'm going to keep saying it again, we haven't seen a full Zion, full capability, healthy Zion. Will we ever see that? I don't know. We can't predict the future, Jay. Man, J- but I will say that I'm willing to wait on him and see what he can do. Give him a full year. Give him – all I need is, you know, give me 68 games from Zion. Okay. If he misses 14, I'll take it. See what he can do in that time. And I, I, that's the only untouchable. The rest of the roster, we, I'm, I'm willing to listen to, to offers if I'm David Griffin. See, Jay, you're, you're, you're like a, the optimistic, man. You're the glasses half full type guy, man. I, I'm, I, I'm looking at it 
from the point of, I don't know if anyone on this team is untouchable, like realistically. And I'm really like the, where I'm saying that my reasoning is all coming from your point of what you said is, is Zion going to be what he like, what he could be. And like, you know, you just said like, I'm willing to risk that and wait that out. But honestly, if I, if I get an offer, like right now for Zion, and of course, you know, that it makes my team obviously better and a better chance to win man i don't know if i can wait for zion dog like if the offer is is that interesting so that's that that's very cool jay that you know that we like we just looking at it from two different perspectives man because i don't know if i wait that out man but i when when i was thought when i thought about this question i thought about bi's untouchable even before i thought about zion as untouchable man so okay. so that okay all right jay all okay right. bi i like that i like that i can see that i can see where that like come from you know um, you, you you know where bi rooted from though bi rooted in that lakers <laughs> he's a he's, he's a past laker for sure bi is a bucket as well so i don't i don't blame you uh for for thinking that uh bi could be untouchable Man. All right, Jay. So, you know, Jay, we've, we've, we've talked about their offseason additions, talk about some losses, talk about a little bit of, the, of their last season, talk about a little bit of the coaching and all that. But Jay, now is the point to the, where we get to the show where we need some answers and we need to push it on wax right now, Jay. So where are the Pelicans finishing next year, Jay? And how far in the playoffs should they go? Because I am not expecting another 11 seed. I'm speaking, I'm expecting that nine ten playing game. Honestly, I'm expecting just, higher than that. Nah, I, I think we haven't seen enough. I think Willie Green is just the face that they needed to bring in, just the coach they needed to bring in. Obviously, he has champion experience, championship experience uh, with the Warriors. Shout out to Nation. But he he's proven he's been along uh, a, a great journey to get to where he is now. Uh, he's a younger coach. He's played in the league. He's been there, done that. He's more relatable to the guys. And I think 9-10, playing game is the mark. I could see them potentially as an eight seed. But there's so many teams in the West that I'd put ahead of them right now. And I'm going to give you a little list. I got the Jazz better than them. I got the Lakers better than them. I got the Suns better than them. I got the Grizzlies better than them. I got the Warriors. I got the Mavs. Uh, That's just six teams off tops. Man. That I got that I can think of right now, um, that I would take what I would have above them, and I even say, I'm throwing in the Timberwolves, and I saw what I seen from that big three, and I know it's just preseason, but from D'Lo, uh, Anthony Edwards, and Cat, and, and and I'm seeing some flashes of something, something's cooking there in in Minnesota, um, so so I'm I'm willing to say they're going to be duking it out for that seven, those playing spots. Um, and they'll be right there in that 9-10 spot, potentially, if they have a great season in that 8 spot. But You, you, you know, Jay, honestly, Jay, when you first said that you had him at, like, you know, that that that, that, ninth, ten, that 9 to 10, the, the playing area, I was like, man, he's tripping. Like, they're going to be way better than that. But as you're talking, Jay, you, I'm like, he's right. You know what I'm saying? You listen off the teams, they're not, not going to get a better record than none of those teams that you listed. Really, and that was off the top of the head. Like, if we start looking at the stats, we start looking at the numbers. There might be another like three, four teams that are gonna have a better season than Jay. So you're right, man. I, I gotta, I gotta withdraw my comment, Jay. You're definitely right. I think they're gonna be around that 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 ninth to play in um that ninth and play in uh, area. But man, they better not, they better not let down, man. They really better not let down this year. 
I'm definitely, definitely expecting some big, big things from, uh, from the Pelicans. But, but Jay, you know, we, we usually ask this question for, uh, what's up, Jay? What's up? Would you say play in or bust? Play yes. in. No, I'm yes. not even talking playoffs. I, I, I would say the same. I'd yes. say play in or bust. Yeah, because you, they're bringing in the no co- new coach, Jay. Uh, it, you, just brought in Jonas, yeah. you just brought in Jonas Valanciunas to win now? And if you don't make the play in? Oh, dog, come on, dog. That's, that's play in or bust. Most mm-hmm. definitely. Most definitely. If not playoff. If not playoff, Jay. If they don't make the first round, ooh, there's some questions to answer there if I'm David Griffin. There's a lot of questions. Not to be, be on the way out. <laughs> David Griffin <laughs> might be on the way out. That's how. That's how it may be. But but no, nah, I think it's playing or bust. Not de- I definitely agree. That was a great question, Jay. So 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 Jay. So you know, as um, you know, as we you know, at wrap up here, we the the last question that we usually ask all all the fans here is, what's one word to describe past season and or one phrase to describe. This, see, this this upcoming season. So, Jay, could you give us a word or a phrase that you think a Pelicans fans would, would give us for last season and this season? Probably let, let down, frustrated. Uh, you want to make – you want to have your stars feel happy. You want to have that optimism. You don't want the New York media asking, hey, how do you feel about playing in New York? I love it here. It, it, you don't, That's not something you want to hear from your – star player your franchise player and if you're having those if he's having those doubts you know it's not a successful season and there was times there was times when they were in the eighth or seventh seed last year and then where all there was a group in the pack and then we just saw them I believe me there there was injuries there was different things that happened throughout the season that you can't control you got to control your controllables and I feel like Steve Van Gundy was the wrong move uh, bringing him in there his time has passed in the league, unfortunately. And he was a great coach. Shout out to Steve Van Gundy. But the, the time has passed. So I, I know if I'm a Pelicans fan, I was frustrated with the way things went last year. We saw no continuity like we spoke about. We saw that at times we didn't know what the chemistry was like in that locker room. We hear the reports. We see Zoe might have been checked out. But, I, man, I, I would be frustrated if I was a Pelicans fan. But how would you feel about, you know, last season? last season honestly jay that was that was a great word but i was gonna say pissed off but man frustrated is is, is perfect <laughs> pissed <laughs> man oh, yeah, yeah that that the frustrated is is a perfect word and for this and for this next upcoming season honestly i think a great word would just be expectations because i feel like a lot of us just have a lot of expectations for the pelicans and like how you said jay playing or bust man so that's that that's a standard that we're holding them to and if they don't if they don't hit that david griffin and a lot of other things might be out the door over there in the bayou in the bayou i can't say it any better man it's it's a high expectation high expectations is what what my phrase is because they need to do something there they need to make a move not in a move of players. They made all the moves that they thought would put them in a position to compete this year. So let's see what they can do. All right, Jay. Well, brother, you think this is a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up here? I mean, I feel like we talked about a lot. We know we talked about the Pelicans past season, off season, uh, things that they got coming up, the players, David Griffin. You want to add anything else, Jay? Nah, we covered a lot, man. Um, And then last thing I'll I'll say is, you know, Willie Green was the right, right hire in my opinion. We talked. I talked a little bit about it before, but I think he's going to be, unfortunately, the right move and and the right fit for them, uh, coaching wise, in, in New Orleans. So let's see what they can do, and I think it's a great place to end in that. 
Man, well, the the Pelicans fans definitely had a frustrating year last year, but you know what, man? They have a lot to look forward to this year, and we also got a lot of high expectations for them, like how you said, Jay. But uh, but all right, man. So for all the fans, you know, we hope that we hope that you guys love love this episode, and for all you guys that are on Apple Podcasts, man, again, don't for, don't forget to leave us a ranking, man. Leave us a ranking. And Jay, what what, what you want the fans on YouTube to do? Subscribe, 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 everyone. We really appreciate the views, like we said, but subscribe. It's cr- it's very simple. You all you got to do is click that rectangular subscribe button. <laughs> Real quick, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, yes sir man so that's a good way for us to go ahead and end it out here man so we out here y'all clutch talk out after you take brandy to the prom you coming back to school with shades on your head literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.